Have you ever heard the sounds of the sea? Of whales and dolphins, snapping shrimp, boat noise, and military sonar? Welcome to Unsonorous Seas. My name is Barry Killin, and I'm an artist from the Isle of Iona. Join me as I encounter vastness, complexity and wonder in the sounds of the seas that surround the chain of Scottish islands known as the Hebrides. This story begins with a stranded whale and takes us deep into another world of human and non-human sounds. Come listen to the sea and what it can reveal to us. Follow the story online at unsonorousseas.com. Do artists listen differently from scientists? In fact, do we all listen differently from each other? And how does this affect our perception of the world and our shared understanding of it? We listen to allow us to interpret our environment and experience meaning. And neurologically, it is our ears which tell us where to look. We now know that the visual cortex uses information gleaned from the ears as well as the eyes when viewing the world. Our brain uses sound to understand what we are looking at. But what happens when we can hear sounds that are separated visually from their source? For example, when listening to the sonic underworld of the sea via a hydrophone. What does our brain visually imagine? And how does each individual's culture, unique physical, neurological and experiential knowledge impact on what they discern or imagine they are hearing? I asked Alison Lomax, the director of the Hebridean Whale and Dolphin Trust, how she listens when gathering sound data on research voyages. Alison replied, When I listen to the hydrophone, I try to listen through the whole noise and pick out the familiar tones and pitches of specific sounds that would help me identify and classify the source. There can be very clear sounds masking quiet or distant sounds, so I try to listen past the loudest sounds to pick out others in the environment. In other words, Alison listens to the whole environment to hear the individual sounds. This reminded me of the pioneering composer and musician Pauline Oliveris's realisation in 1953 when she listened to her first ever tape recording of sounds from the street outside her house, that the microphone was picking up sounds she had not heard or noticed during the recording. And she realised that to listen deeply, she had to listen to everything – the whole noise, as Alison described it, to get both the full and the detailed picture. As a musician, this was critical to her, to be able to discern the smallest change in pitch or tempo and relate that to the surrounding and ongoing sound and musical relationships. However, her interpretation and understanding of this deep listening, as she called it, extended far beyond the world of traditional music performance into an exploration of the consciousness of sound itself. Pauline Oliveris has been described as a unique figure in the aesthetic world, integrating technology into the physical experience of human listening to achieve a transformative consciousness of self and world. And I very much held her in my mind when I was listening to the sounds of the Hebridean seas myself, 
and trying to discern not only what I was hearing, but also what I was feeling and what exchange was taking place with my deep listening through the hydrophone. Here are some of the sounds I listened to during those 10 days at sea. Close your eyes if you like and listen to the whole sound and let it take you to the edges of your imagination. At the end of each section, you'll hear my voice tell you what you've been listening to before the next sound plays. So that was the sound of snapping or pistol shrimp, an up to two inch long creature which creates a cavitation bubble in its claw, which when collapses produces a sound reaching 218 decibels, which is louder than a gunshot, hence the name pistol shrimp. This sound is capable of breaking glass jars. Snapping shrimp use this superhuman ability to hunt prey. That was the beautiful sound of common dolphin whistles. Every dolphin has its own individual whistle learned from their mothers as infants and a mother dolphin may whistle to her calf almost continuously for several days after giving birth. It's thought that this signature whistle is used for social interaction.
The clicks of bottlenose dolphins. Dolphins use clicks to locate and discriminate objects by projecting high-frequency sound waves and listening for echoes as the sound waves reflect off objects. This form of echolocation allows the dolphins to learn and later recognise the echo signatures returned by their favourite prey species. Mid-range military sonar, recorded during the NATO exercise Joint Warrior, which takes place around the Hebridean Seas and other coastal locations in Scotland twice a year. This frequency of sonar is particularly damaging to deep diving species of whale and is thought to be the most likely cause of the 2018 mortality event in which the bodies of 118 whales came ashore around the Hebrides, Ireland, Iceland and the Faroes. You've just heard dolphin buzzes, another way that this species uses vocals to communicate. That was a combination of ship noise and an acoustic deterrent device, or ADD. ADDs are most commonly used around fish farms to deter seals, dolphins and porpoise from feeding on the fish. But they are also used in industrial marine settings to keep cetaceans away from potentially damaging and life-threatening noise-producing activities such as seismic exploration. Pauline Oliveris worked with a fundamental understanding that each of us, human and non-human alike, is comprised of complex patterns of vibrating energy, matter and air, and that this vibration connects us to all things interdependently. She believed that, in her words, an all-embracing perspective of a never-expanding field through deep attentive listening takes us below our consciousness and helps to dissolve limiting boundaries. I don't think there has ever been a more pressing need to dissolve the limiting boundaries in our understanding of our interconnectedness to other species. 
And we would do well to re-examine this and the relationship to each other and our planet through the paradigm of deep listening. How we listen matters. If you'd like to find out more about Pauline Oliveris and deep listening as a form of activism, I recommend the recent publication, Quantum Listening, published by Ignota Books. Join me next time for a bilingual episode when I'll be talking to Gaelic scholar, writer and singer Alistair White about Gaelic culture and the sea. On Sonorous Seas is a story told with the voices of science, art, music and poetry, and it explores the impact of military sonar and the ecology of the seas surrounding the Hebrides. The project is supported by the Hebridean Whale and Dolphin Trust, the Scottish Association for Marine Science, Scottish Marine Animal Stranding Scheme, and the National Museum of Scotland. On Sonorous Seas is funded through Antoper and Mull Theatre, Creative Scotland, the Space CIC, Culture, Heritage and Arts, Argyll and Isles, and AN Bursaries. The sounds in this podcast series have been used with kind permission of the Hebridean Whale and Dolphin Trust and the Scottish Association for Marine Science. This podcast was co-produced by Barry Killen and Fergus Hall, edited by Fergus Hall, with sound compositions by Fergus Hall.